I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's good, Internet? I am your host, Igor Bonifacic, and you're listening to the Mobile Syrup Podcast, otherwise known as the Syrup Cast. We are on episode 105. Today is, let me just check, January 25th? 26th. 26th. In case you didn't know. The doomsday clock has moved 30 seconds closer to the end of the world, uh, thanks to, in part, of course, one Donald Trump. Uh, and also, they didn't state this as a fact, but Nickelback releasing their ninth studio album. You know how the saying goes, uh, when it rains, it pours. But thankfully, the rain today? isn't radioactive Like yet. it came out Careful. today? Uh, they've announced that they're going to release. Oh, sweet. That is the voice of uh, my... Frequent guest, well, always guest, um, my uh, tag team wrestling duo, uh, or partner, I should say, Shawshank McGillicuddy. How we are should, you? We should get that happening. Let's make our own like WWE wrestling team. I'm on it. Let's do Let's it. Do it. Uh, Mobile Syrup business editor, Jessica Vomero. Hi, Igor. How's it going? Not too bad. Unless I uh, forget, because he's often forgotten, Where's my Zach feelings? Gilbert. How are you, sir? Great, great, great. I'm going to send uh, Avril Lavigne a tweet to listen to this podcast because you're making fun of Nickelback. Are you going to tell her to look at this photograph? Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Look at this photo. We have a jam-packed uh, episode for you today. Uh, so we're just going to jump into the tunes and then get right back into it. So welcome back. Um, in case you've been living under a rock, everything happened for Samsung this week. Um, starting uh, with, I think, what is the most important thing was uh, their, uh, their vice chairman, who is the de facto CEO, or will become the de facto leader of uh, Samsung, Lee Jae-young. Uh, he was accused of bribery, embezzlement, and other fun things that... Uh, men in suits are want to do but they didn't actually arrest but they didn't arrest him but he's not out of the woods yet uh and then uh there's a lot to say about that and it's like a super convoluted uh thing that's happening in south korea which we won't talk about because it is that convoluted instead we'll talk about the earnings report uh jessica she wrote about the earnings report so jess do you want to lay it on us yeah absolutely um everybody was kind of expecting samsung to have a less than stellar fourth quarter due to the note seven disaster that took place in the last half of the year but lo and behold they actually had their third most profitable quarter in company history i don't know how these huge uh large conglomerates do it but they um were able to pull out a stellar stellar uh earnings report with the sale of their memory chips Um, Mm. And it's interesting because they actually lost $5 billion on the whole Note 7 debacle Mm -hmm. all in all, but they were still able to pull out a pretty impressive uh, final revenue score. Is some of that just because the impact of the Note 7 hasn't been felt yet financially for Samsung? 
It's really possible. I mean, we did see a final press release on the Note 7 and what actually went wrong with it, and they've actually only returned 95% of the product. So it's very likely that they haven't recorded the impact yet, that it hasn't actually been felt in the fiscal year just yet. But um, it definitely wasn't what we expected to see at the end of 2016 for mm -hmm. Samsung. Uh, so I guess uh, we should say on Sunday, Samsung announced uh, the results of its investigation into the Note 7's flame up. Uh, Patrick, you covered that. Uh, what was the gist of that? Yeah, it was actually kind of fascinating to see a company um, the size of Samsung go into the technical intricacies of why everything mm -hmm. went wrong. Um, but basically, there were there are two batteries. The first one that the, the phone came out with, um, and that one, the problem was uh, the battery was too small. Uh, too big. Too, too big for the phone's casing. Um, and the right corner of the battery, uh, mm -hmm. there's like this super technical explanation. But basically, too small for the casing caused some, uh, I guess you would call abnormalities is what Samsung kept saying. Mm -hmm. um, and that caused the battery to overheat and explode. Mm -hmm. And then the second battery, which came from a third-party supplier uh, that still doesn't want to talk about the, the issue, uh, which is amusing, um, that one came... It was partially it seems to be samsung's fault and partially the manufacturer's fault in order to meet the demand for all the replacement note 7 devices that manufacturer ramped up production and in mm -hmm. that process they introduced a um i guess a manufacturing or design flaw that had to do with soldering where the current was being carried over two different points of the battery causing mm -hmm. it to overheat so two different causes but the same end result of exploding phones uh zach what was your kind of take on this whole mia coppola um well, like how they how they kind of came out and did it. it. We talked about it in in the office before, and it's different, right? So how they how they showed everything, how they talked about um, the, the issues, and and how they came to be, you know, a huge press event, right? And just nobody's done this before, but nobody's had this issue before to this degree. That, mm -hmm. but um, the big interesting thing will be how kind of the the bigger scope of things and how their brand is affected. So speaking of brand, um, you know, as just noted, it doesn't seem like there's been an effect on their bottom line, at least not yet. Um, what do you kind of attribute to Samsung's staying power, at least for the brand? You know, like we've seen reports where it said, uh, you know, Apple wasn't able to profit off of Samsung's misfortunes in Q4 uh, 2016 because it just seemed people were like, well, I guess I would just wait for the S8. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there's there's some people... And we've seen this through tweets and comments on Facebook and mm -hmm. and within um, the site and everything that you kind of have a lot of people saying, you know what, things happen. Uh, my phone didn't explode, and they took the product back, and it was pretty easy, and and everything's okay. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people that are like, well, no, um, I'm never going to go with Samsung again. They ended up buying a different Android. You know, small fraction of them uh, went to iPhone, um, <clears throat> but it's. In terms of the Q4 stuff, you can use some interesting accounting principles and stuff to make things look the way you want them to look. And depending on how law is there and, and write down a product and, and stuff like that, depreciation or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's ways you can account for losses and depends on when they recorded these, as mm -hmm. Jess was saying, right? It depends on when you were recording these refunds, right? So they could be recording these sales of these mm -hmm. devices, these millions and millions of units or whatever, and then be recording the sorry the profit and not being recording the um the 
loss yet. So we'll have to see what happens on the next earnings to, to really right. account for what's going on. They're probably, yeah, absolutely. they could be hoping that like the S8 bounces yeah, yeah, that yeah. off. Yeah, they a could bit. very well be waiting. They could be pushing off actually introducing the impact of the Note 7 into the report because they technically haven't returned all the devices yet mm-hmm. to see how the S8 does. And maybe they'll be able to offset it and say, well, it wasn't so bad. Look at these profits from our next flagship. Mm-hmm. But it's very easy to move things around in an earnings oh, yeah. report to account for losses here and there. So we don't yeah. really know. <laughs> If for lack of a better word, how things are going to look on the next report that we receive from Samsung. Uh, I think the S8 is still going to sell like crazy. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, maybe there's some people that they lost, right? Like that. that's obviously the case. We saw like in the comment section, I'm sure yeah. Zach was having fun moderating some of the very <laughs> angry uh, former Samsung fans. Um, but I think some people liked how Samsung handled the problem and they're going to stick by them. So now that we have kind of the clarity of hindsight and then I I mean there's still apparently 200 Canadians or 200 uh, 200 phones at large Note 7 <laughs> units in Canada. A lot of them in remote areas. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They're having issues actually getting the uh, carrier to go and get them that can handle dangerous goods. Okay, fair enough. Uh so uh, not rogue then. Just no way to get out. No, apparently to the comment section, there's a guy that has he's five. Three, Who knows he, I have three yeah. Note 7s. I have charged at 100%. <laughs> yeah. Who knows if he's serious? So yeah. yeah. Kind of awesome if he was. I kind of hope so. It's I mean, like legendary. Now, right? It's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to throw my Note 7 he's at you. Seven. Put, yeah. <laughs> Unplug the Note 7. Yeah. Put it down. <laughs> um, so now that this is kind of behind us, um, I guess what do you guys think will be the lasting impact of this like you know did samsung handle this properly um zach you're shaking your head <laughs> no uh, yeah, so, no. so i've talked to a lot of friends um who i went to school with so i went to school for marketing and stuff so mm-hmm. um and in terms of other companies you know tylenol or whatever who, who you know years and years ago had a massive recall on mm-hmm. their products and how that was handled samsung's handling this was just Bismal. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Like when you kind of take it uh, down to brass tacks, the second the fact that the batteries from Amperex were blowing up is like directly Samsung's fault. Yeah. Right. Like why why not take the time to scale up this operation properly? You know, and in, instead they but, rushed to try and like they're like, oh, we figured it out. That's the third party, right? The third party battery that, provider? Yeah. yeah, that's the... So Samsung SDI and Amperex were the two firms that provided the batteries for the Note 7. Like, mm-hmm. it really calls into question Samsung's kind of QA, right? Well, and, re- and really just communicate things, right? So clarity is better than kind of, you know, saying, look over here while we do this and kind of go on upon in the background. But... They were never clear with their customers. They were never clear with anyone. You know, Samsung Canada had a different idea with what was going on with Samsung USA and Samsung mm-hmm. um, in other parts of the world. And it was not one unified marketing message that was coming across. Mm-hmm. So some people didn't know where to take their phone, didn't know what to do. Was it really a recall? Was it not a recall? And then eventually... Well, for them, that was it was not really... I'm, that's correct that it was not the best way to approach it, but they did that on purpose. Like each region handled the recall in a different way because in samsung's mind they're handling it in a way that made sense for that geographical region like they rolled out cultural yeah like cultural and whatever differences they they rolled out like that software update in south korea that limited the battery and they knew they couldn't do that in the u.s or canada because that that's un-american right like pete that 
the response to that would be totally different, I guess, yeah. in, in their eyes. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that's... They did it bad, but I, I kind of understand why right. they did those differences. Yeah, uh, the intent Jess, was there. Yeah, so Jess, you, when we first ta- started talking about this way back when, you were of the opinion, and this was around the time of the first recall, so before all of this uh, subsequent stuff came out, that Samsung had done it properly. Um, what's your take now? Hmm. I think that when all is said and done, Samsung is a corporation with so many moving parts mm-hmm. with that is in so many markets. It's not like Rogers doing a recall in Canada, mm-hmm. right? We have to think about them exercising this message across essentially the entire world. Mm-hmm. So I do think that they did their best to be transparent when for the majority of the well, when this first started happening, they really didn't know what was going on themselves. Like they couldn't communicate, we have the answer because they didn't have mm-hmm. the answer to the battery problem. And at, while I understand that them rushing to um, issue replacement devices as fast as they did pr- caused the second problem, and I understand why they did it. They wanted to get new devices into people's hands as soon as possible to kind of say, okay, all done, don't worry about it anymore, mm-hmm. right? I think that with something like this that just keeps unfolding and you get a new piece of the story every single day, you have to react to it as it comes, and that's what the company did. But it's mm-hmm. clear that they're concerned about sales versus image. I think they're concerned and, about... And safety, yeah, for right? sure, right? Yeah. And But you can't have... So to a degree, you can have localized marketing um, or communication methods for each area because you have to. Like, we got language barriers. You've got um, just overall... Different regulations. Exactly, yeah. right? But with the world we live in and with the internet and with communication being so quick and so easy, you can't have a different way of, you know, of going about what you're doing in different areas. In my mind, they should have said, okay, stop production, um, stop selling devices, but there was people still being able to buy devices after they had stopped selling them. Mm -hmm. Um, They should have set up, you know, local areas to ship the devices back to Samsung directly, skip the carrier, skip all that nonsense because people were going to the carriers in the beginning and the carriers were like, I don't know what to do. Like, we haven't gotten formal information. <laughs> right, and that was that was a big issue here in Canada. Huge, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, very confusing. So they should have set these up. They should have gone directly back to Samsung and then Samsung should have worked it out with the carriers. I, all the devices are tracked through IMEI, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not an issue. They should have gone through that process and handled it for the customer versus saying, hey, you customer that you just spent... You know, maybe you spent four hundred, six hundred dollars on the device. The device is actually nine hundred thousand or whatever, right? You just spent a grand on our device. Now you go do a roundabout and figure out how to get this device back to us. It should have been, here you go, call us. We're gonna get a shipping container to you. We're gonna get the product away from you and back. And well, they we'll did do it. that sort of, right? They only, were sending out those only after only the, you, second. the second. I think they one. really yeah. consolidated and their message the second time around. But the first time, I really don't think they knew what to tell people. They didn't know whether or not people were going to have to return all of their devices, yeah. whether or not they were going to be able to issue an update but, that fixed the problem. So the fascinating thing to me is that, you know, what was the worst case? Well. I mean, we now know what the worst case scenario was, which is these uh, phones continue to explode, right, and overheat. But I think at that moment, like, what would you say was the worst case scenario? Like, what, like, we have to push back the re-release of the Note five, six months? You know, it's still, if you had released it, like, January 1st, let's say, it's still here, like, several months ahead of the um, SA. It's still kind of appeals to a different uh, category of buyer right like that is a i think um 
obviously in hindsight a much preferable outcome than the one that Samsung eventually got. I think yeah. the, the for, with the first rear call too, I think they maybe underestimated the impact of it and, mm-hmm. and how many yeah. devices were actually affected. I think that's the key issue here. But well, I mean, I you know, there's I, as you guys know, I like to use my uh, platitudes. You know, <laughs> measure twice, cut once, right? Like, why didn't they measure twice? The thing is, too, is money. Very good point. But no company is ready for this this type of thing. Yeah. There are, you know, courses. There are, you know, people who go to organizations and train them on emergency. Crisis crisis management. management. Exactly, right? right? Um, Because you can see over the progression of this recall how things got better and better in terms of how they were managing everything. That's when they started shipping the boxes, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. with the second one, and um, and then it, uh, you know, it it ended with this massive press conference. Yeah, I, I thought the press conference was great, and they were super transparent about it. They gave mm-hmm. very interesting t- statistics regarding like the actual research process. They probably broke it down way more than they needed to, um, but I think some of that was like a response to all the controversy surrounding it. So they had seven hundred uh, engineers uh, check. 200,000 devices and 30,000 batteries in order to determine exactly what happened. But like Igor was saying, that's what they should have been doing the before, yeah. the first mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't have gotten to this point. Except things were leaking where, you know, you know, emails were leaking where Samsung apparently didn't know, had no idea yeah, what right. was the problem. Nobody could reproduce the problem. So um, our wonderful sound engineer, Robin, just pointed out to me that, you know, they were, one thing to keep in mind is that they were trying to beat the release of the iPhone 7, right? Yeah. And that is, um, in some reports have stated, that is what is the kind of origin point of all the problems with the mm-hmm. Note 7 is that Samsung thought, the iPhone was going to be pretty lackluster this year. It, I think that turned out to be the case, and they thought they could beat, you know, Apple significantly yeah. with the Note Seven. Um, in the yeah. end, it blew up in their face. But, it's quite that, a shame, though. That just reaffirms yeah. what I was saying, where they're mm-hmm. concerned about their profits versus their customer experience. Mm-hmm. But I think, okay, I think if this happened to Apple, a similar thing would happen. Like it, it would go down in a very similar way. I don't. I don't even think Apple would be ready for this level of recall or yeah. have like a response this quickly. I think this is definitely something that is now a case study, right? Oh, and, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, sure. And I think that Apple will benefit in the future if yeah. they ever have to deal with something so like this. One key thing Apple has is the Apple Store. That's true. true. That's right. true. So that one thing would have you know, provided just so much benefit to them as what a company. What about the two uh, Samsung stores in Canada oh, yeah. or whatever? They didn't even know what was going on. You can't. Yeah. The, the one at Sherwood Gardens, it's just like an Apple store, but there's only like two of them, right? So it, it doesn't have... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The same impact. Uh, readers it, told us, readers were messaging me and saying, you know, I tried to go back to, what do I do? What, how do I get this? <laughs> I went to the store and they had no idea what was going on. Your own store doesn't know what the hell's going on. Like, yeah. come on. Um, I think it's also important to put in perspective that Samsung, you know, 
its revenue accounts for is equivalent to at one point was and currently it's 18 percent of korea south korea's gdp at one point it was 20 percent like this is a huge company with like it's hands in everything yeah, like shipbuilding fashion cars, cars you know. exploding washing machines Explo- <laughs> yeah temperamental tvs tvs yeah displays um so moving into the launch of the s8 um how do you guys like feel this phone is going to do as from what you've heard of it because we just had a really interesting report from the guardian that kind of detailed it in really uh specific terms i think it's gonna do well mm-hmm. you know mainly because for android users they don't have much else like what what do they have the g6 that's coming out and the LG, which we'll hey, get to. LG, LG is banking has, on that phone. You know, yeah, but, I, they've got but you know what? I, I disagree with that. I think 2016, we saw the best crop of Android phones ever, right? Like you had yeah. the OnePlus, OnePlus 3T, best phones ever. Pixel's uh, still really good. Pixel, Pixel Excel. But yeah, I think uh, the what you're saying is right, but in a different context. Like to so many people, Samsung is Android. All mm-hmm. these other companies don't exist in their mind. Um, yeah. And I, I know that the Note 7 thing blew up, pun intended, and it was it was everywhere on mainstream news and stuff like that. But I still see this phone selling very well. Maybe not as well as it would have if this didn't happen, but it's still going to ship like a ton mm-hmm. of units. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that can be mainly, at least partially attributed to the fact that you can go to any carrier anywhere and they will have a Samsung device somewhere. You may not be able to get some of the lesser-known Android brands at Kudo or Fido. Yes. Or, and that you can just get iPhones and Samsung devices everywhere for mm-hmm. the most part. Imagine it's, you can get the 3T at a carrier. Yeah, you can't get that's, the... That's I know you love right? the OnePlus, mm-hmm. but you just can't you go can't, to a Rogers pop-up shop and pick yeah. one up. But to be fair, I don't think I'd like spending time at a Rogers pop-up shop. <laughs> it's terrible. No, don't go. Yeah. <laughs> I think... For North America, they'll see a decrease. Mm-hmm. For um, why specifically North America? Just because we North Americans don't have the same attachment to the brand. Okay. As yeah. say, so. you know, in the home country, was it Korea? Sorry, North South, Korea. Korea. South, South Korea. Korea, North Korea. Dear God, yeah. no, 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 no. Zach. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, Kim uh, uh, you can direct no. all your hate mail to Zach. <laughs> Um, I know it's not North Korea. That's where that movie was filmed, and they told us that they can't play it in theaters and stuff. It wasn't uh, actually the filmed there. No, no, no it wasn't. Play it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be impressive if they managed to do that. Oh, that's um, funny. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think because uh, the North America populace doesn't have the same brand connection as South Korea. Or I mean, that's such a. I mean, we're, we don't live in South Korea, right? Like, I haven't interviewed a bunch of South Koreans on their opinions no, on this, right? But so flip like, it around and go, you know, for iPhone for Americans, it's Apple, it's America, but it's, well, it's, it's Americans. But. Same in China, right? They love their iPhones, right? Like it, it's Xiaomi. And, I don't know if yeah, that yeah, regional brand four, right? commitment necessarily yeah. applies right. as much as it one. did before the age of the... Sorry, I totally interrupted all of you. No, <laughs> no, no, please, please do. That yeah. um, I don't know if that regional brand commitment necessarily applies as much as it used to now that marketing is so global and brands are so global because of how widespread, the, widespread and um, penetrative the internet has become just in general. I don't, I don't know if that necessarily but applies anymore. You don't anymore. have the homegrown sentiment. Right, that's the thing. Right, so people um, love the brand. Android and I don't know. I'm willing to bet that a lot of Americans look at Samsung that way. There, 
don't hey, know that we, Samsung is from South Korea. If we have any Korea. listeners or watchers, that was a movie too. I can't remember. The watchers, wa- watching players. the watchers anyway, or something. Um, in <laughs> South Korea. South Korea. You know, let us know. Like, do you, what do you think about this? And uh, from what I've read, like Samsung is such a part of Korean kind of the fabric of Korea. That's because it's like everywhere. Yeah. Right. Like, um, like I said. 20%, almost 20% of national GDP, right? Like It's Canadians to BlackBerry. Like, look at our But no, that's like, not even, like, it's on a scale that is completely different to BlackBerry. No, I mean right? in terms of, like, the patriotism. Patriotism. But, it, like, yeah, sure. Like, this is, imagine if, like, you know, every other car was a BlackBerry. Yeah. Some of the buildings were built by BlackBerry. Like, But that's <laughs> what I mean. That's why I think yeah. that North America doesn't have that connection to the brand Mm -hmm. so they may not be as willing to forgive them Mm -hmm. as maybe yeah south korea would we'll see i guess we have to see (laughs) yeah um the other thing that happened uh it was relatively like kind of a slow news week in the sense that um there wasn't a lot of canadian news but what we did hear a lot about was uh samsung's in-country competitor which was lg they also released their um earnings report and they had their worst quarter in six years they did lg electronics that is uh obviously like samsung lg is a multifaceted company uh makes everything from not exploding dishwashers to not exploding smartphones gas also gas stations they have gas here really no 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 Uh, i was not saying in korea obviously um and we got a first look at the G6. Uh, so this phone is kind of interesting for a couple of reasons. One, it has this kind of, I mean, it wouldn't be LG if it didn't have gimmicks. And the gimmicks in this case is a taller screen than your usual phone. Uh, it's like, a, what's the, uh, do you know the aspect ratio, Pat? It's like something like... I have it open here. I'm trying to find it. Um, but it's QHD plus is what they're calling it. Um, uh, 18 by 9 ratio display. Right. So instead of the standard 16 by 9. Yeah. Um, we also found out um, it won't ship with us new, the new Snapdragon, uh, which is really interesting because turns out like Samsung just bought up all the like bought first dibs in part because they're the manufacturer. It's the A35, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so not modular, which is something else we talked about previously. Um, and this phone, the question I wanted to ask you, Zach, was what's interesting about this phone is they had the choice between waiting for shipments of this processor or just going with an older processor, getting into market. Um, and now they have potentially even more of a head start because um, yeah. previously best case scenario was launch alongside the SA. Now best case scenario is like a month or two maybe uh, ahead of the SA. Um I guess for everyone, you know, having seen what you've seen of this phone, what do you think? Zach, specifically, is this phone going to do enough to kind of get LG back in the game? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, well, to use a term slightly incorrectly, but like first mover advantage, normally it's meant for, you know, when the company goes to a country and they can get start building anyways, mm-hmm. but um, before anyone else gets there. But they technically if they can get this out before they'll have first mover advantage over samsung in the cell phones of 2017 yeah now for how much that's worth well, yeah but yeah. well to them their their brand weight is not as much as samsung's is like if you mm-hmm. go and you know you go to get a tv what do you think you know a lot of people are thinking you know samsung or lg but 
typically see those like OLED that. panels, man. LG has a pretty good reputation. They do. Yeah, I, I just, I just yeah. picked up a TV um, by LG the other day or the other week. WebOS. WebOS. <laughs> um, rest in peace, Palm. But uh, the average consumer is not going to give a crap about what processor is in there. For sure, yeah. You know, you're the small, let's say 10% of the market is, is like us or <laughs> you guys watching or listening and cares that it's an 835 and that it has um, faster cores or better GPU or whatever. But I want well, all the pixels, man. Well, yeah, most customers are going to go in the <laughs> store. Does it look good? It looks... So what do you guys... I mean, we I, saw the first, like... I'll go ahead and say it's the first official. It was quote-unquote leaked by the yeah. Verge. I thought it looked really nice. I mean, yeah. the the G5, I, when I reviewed it and when I went hands-on with it at MWC last year, it was like... So the modularity stuff was cool just mm-hmm. because it was different. I didn't know if it was going to work. It obviously didn't work. All of the mods didn't turn out to be what um, I think they needed to be. I think none of them turned out to be what they needed to be. <laughs> none of them, yeah. yeah. Especially the camera. <laughs> the that camera had, grip, yeah. You had to charge separately, and it didn't. Hey, it wasn't even powered by the phone. To touch on the module, it would have been cool if they put a small uh, capacitor or battery in there that the phone would stay running while you swapped out the module apart. Or they could have just done something like, like Motorola, Motorola did or, that made way yeah, more sense yeah. with like a magnetic connector. Um, but it, that phone, it wasn't just the mods, right? Like, it was an ugly-looking phone to me. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it had... Um, I don't I don't even know how to describe it. To to a certain extent, to me, it, it didn't look finished. Like, mm-hmm. it looked like a prototype that maybe was released a little too early. There's something off about the dual camera setup. The dual camera was cool. It, it worked great. But it gave this phone this look of something that was almost like a prototype. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and from what I've seen, like, I'm looking at the G6 photo right now it looks pretty sleek i yeah. i don't know yeah. if the whole aspect ratio gimmick is going to be like actually worthwhile but it looks nice it looks like a step above what the g5 was and i think that mm-hmm. that's what they need to do mm-hmm. your opinion on jess well i think that um people were not quite ready for the modular strategy that they went for with the G5 and Motorola has released a much cleaner version of that modular option which I don't know whether or not consumers are diving into stores saying I want the Moto Mods Um, but I think that going with a different gimmick is probably smart for LG at this point despite the fact that I think it is still a gimmick as somebody who um, prefers smaller phones in general Mm -hmm. just because they're much easier for me to hold and put in my pocket i don't know if i would use this phone i think that it's another example of um a phone that's built for a particular market i don't necessarily like it that much yeah i feel like is this is a gimmick that's kind of easy to swallow right (laughs) yeah opposed to at the very least it looks like a finished phone (laughs) yeah you're like "Ah, it's a bit taller whatever Mm -hmm. i've always been a big fan of like when LG is making the Nexus devices, like mm-hmm. they made the the four, the five, um, the, five the five, and the five, the 5X. I yeah. like those phones. The 5X, mm-hmm. um, I think back when I reviewed it, I said it was like my favorite phone of all time. Even mm-hmm. even terms of in terms of look, uh, despite the fact that it wasn't like a full metallic phone, it had like this rugged, solid mm-hmm. um, looking body that was nice for at the time, kind of like a little bit above mid range device. Yeah. Um. So I mean, LG has that history of of cool design, and to me, the G5 was like was a was a misstep. Um. So I'm hoping that this is kind of them getting back on track with something that makes a little more sense. Yeah. Their UI has always been atrocious, though. It's true. <laughs> yeah. 
I've never used an LG phone that wasn't a Nexus device other than the G5. But the G5's UI was like, it was a dumpster. You had to enable um, having an app tray on it. Yeah. Because I remember yes. I did my review, put it out, said that it didn't have an app tray. And then a day later, they released an update saying that it did have one. And the commenters <laughs> were like, oh my God, did you even use this phone? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was like a totally weird move because that's doesn't make sense in terms mm-hmm. of android because people expect mm-hmm. that feature on an android device the ui is like it's if you look at their um their campaign for the g5 and has like really play and fun and colors and joy that's like their ui <laughs> it's like let's just throw happy town on colors and, and joy and, yeah, and <laughs> yeah bubbly icons and everything and I, it's just i think we will see like a more stripped back ui with the g6 so like there's a a pretty big backlash to that and i think a lot of oems are moving in in that direction samsung uh with what is it like TouchWiz three now with the s uh, i think we're far past three but yeah i think it might actually be three. yeah um anyways whatever the latest version of TouchWiz is it wasn't as intrusive as the one prior to that and i think a lot of oems are moving in that direction they're sort of realizing that android's fine on its own it, mm-hmm. it's cool like people are happy with something that's close to stock android with maybe like a few extra features thrown on top um so we're kind of running short on time so i hope y'all brought your uh oh, I shout did. Outs. oh we did i have the best one i think zach is still thinking of his so Always. pat start us off i'd like to send my shout out to mcdonald's okay for doing all day breakfasts because egg mcmuffins are the bomb mm-hmm. and sometimes after work i'll go to the mcdonald's at union station and get two egg McMuffins. Ugh. And now I don't have to go to that particular McDonald's. Because all of them are going to do it. All of them. I think, is it all of them? No, it's select select locations. But there's So th- that's the same as it was before. But there's more locations, uh, and there's one right near my house, which, <laughs> which is great. That's okay. all that matters. That's all I care about. Egg that's McMuffins gross. are good. Jess? Um, I think I'll stick with my shouting out big national company trend. Uh, Airbnb is profitable for mm-hmm. the first time in history this 26, uh, for the last quarter of 2016. So I'd like to give my shout out to them. Congrats, guys, disrupting the hotel industry. Mm-hmm. Never use them. I don't know if any of you guys have. It's, I hear fantastic. too many scary reports about like, <laughs> some certain adult content videos being filmed uh. in Airbnb <laughs> <laughs> in Vegas. And it's not, no, I not imagine really. it would lend itself well to that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> New shoot location every week. <laughs> right, clean it up, guys. Clean it up. <laughs> Keep things original. <laughs> Zach? <laughs> yeah. My shout out's going to be to... Uh, Colors and Joy? Colors and Joy, yeah, really. <laughs> no, we ordered... Uh, sorry, I ordered, for the enjoyment of the office, a plethora of cereal choices. <laughs> I don't know if that's anoxy or those words. Which I had for dinner last and night, yeah. mind you. So, yeah, um, and the best one of them all is uh, Reese's Pieces Puffs. Cinnamon so Toast Crunch. Ah, no. Is there French Toast Crunch, too? There is French Toast I'm going to have that right after the podcast. Exciting We're missing stuff. Apple Jacks, but I think that's an American thing. I can't no. remember. But anyways, Reese's Pieces Puff, that's my shout out. You can mm, buy Apple Jacks here. Can you? Okay. Maybe you can't buy it in America. You can't buy ketchup chips there. That's a fact. Yeah, speaking of America, my shout-out goes out to all the scientists who have gone rogue and started tweeting actual facts on Twitter <laughs> after getting a gag order from the Trump administration. No. Props to you defending science. What, what's his word? What's Trump's word? Um, adjusted? Al- or adjusted alternative facts. Alternative, alternative facts. facts. So we hope. Uh, I hope we didn't present any alternative facts today. Just facts. But you never know with us, so sorry, guys. Uh, on that note, 
Thanks so much for listening and watching. Zach is going to give us all the like buttons you need to smash. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you're watching us on Facebook um, and you haven't subscribed, uh, hit the subscribe button and thumbs up because I'm sure this was an awesome podcast. But it actually helps rank us higher, which makes us make more content and everything's great. If you're on Twitter, it's at Mobile Syrup. If you're on Instagram, it's also at Mobile Syrup. If you're on Snapchat, it's also at Mobile Syrup. Facebook, it's at Mobile Syrup. Just really pick your social media location of choice and search Mobile Syrup. Are we on Ello? We keep it simple. Can brands be on Ello? I don't know. Do we have a Google Plus? We do, we do have a Google Plus. <laughs> or for those Plus. of you, for the those four of you, of you on Google+, on Google Plus. Those of you on Google Plus, keep the comments coming. Keep, yeah, All ten keep of it, you, keep it coming. Yeah, you know, you could also leave oh, us. Oh, appreciate it. You could also leave us a review on uh, iTunes. Yeah, that's a that's big true. thing, right? So we want to know your feedback on on what we're creating and what we're doing, so we can make better content for you. So importantly, you know, give us a star rating. But if you want to go and uh, give us a written re- uh, rating, sorry, then that's much appreciated. And what's everyone's personal uh, Twitter handle? Uh, you can find me at Jessica Vomiero. You can find me at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke. I can't spell my last name either. <laughs> mine's <laughs> at Zach Gilbert. Simple. Uh, mine's at Igor Bonifacic. Good luck figuring out how to spell my <laughs> last yeah, yours name. Yours is even harder. Yeah. Just go to mobilesurf.com and just find something. You That's true. Exactly. There you go. Mobilesurf's first follower, Igor Bonifacic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for listening and watching, as I said, and we'll see you on uh, next week. I'll see you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.